What's up, guys, and welcome to Thriving Thursday. I am so excited that you're here because each Thursday, you're going to get a short little clip from a past episode on different topics. Topics such as entrepreneurship, leading your team through failure, leading yourself through failure, how to talk to your kids about failure, the lens through which we should see failure, and just so much more. These are going to be short little clips ranging anywhere from two to seven minutes, really just diving in and focusing on those certain topics. So if you're just jumping in and listening to the Studying Failure podcast for the first time, usually these Thursday episodes are little mini episodes from past episodes focusing on those certain topics, but I wanted to do something a little different this week. A few weeks ago, I was privileged to be on the No Quit Living podcast with my good friend, Christopher J. Worth, and it was incredible. Chris's podcast is a top 50 podcast in iTunes in the business, health, and self-help categories. And he also just recently wrote a book called The Positivity Tribe, which is phenomenal. And if you haven't listened to Chris's episode on the Studying Failure podcast, you can find that episode 36, No Quit Living with Christopher J. Worth. So guys, get ready to learn because the questions that Chris asks are excellent and they really get the mind thinking. So get ready to learn in these next 25 to 30 minutes. And then afterwards, be sure you go over and subscribe to the No Quit Living podcast as well as make sure you follow him on Instagram as he's constantly giving value, value, value. So without further ado, let's jump into my time with Christopher J. Worth on the No Quit Living Podcast. John, I'd like to welcome you to the No Quit Living Podcast. Dude, Chris, thank you so much, man. I am... uh, Ever since we connected on Tuesday, I've been really, really looking forward to this, man. This is going to be a lot of fun. I appreciate it, and we're going to record on yours after, so it's fun to do these home and home, what I call. So first question I ask everybody, very simple, is are you ready to positively impact at least one person today? Dude, that's that's what life is all about, man. I mean, that's what life is all about, uh, just impacting at least one person. And like for me, when I started my podcast, Studying Failure, I looked at my wife and I was like, hey, if, if I can just impact just one person, just one person, then then that's it. That's all I want on my podcast. So that's the goal for today, man. If we can just impact one person today from this episode, then, man, that's, uh, that's a game changer right there. Awesome. And that's, that is my number one objective as well. So we are definitely aligned in that. The number one objective of our show, as you know, is to motivate and inspire our listeners to never give up. And I was curious if you yourself have either a no-quit story or perhaps a personal time that challenged you and you could have given up or given in, but you didn't. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good question. Um, A couple of them come to mind, honestly. Uh, The first one, actually, all the way back to going to go back to middle school days, back to seventh grade days. Um, So I I played basketball all growing up, you know, um, middle school, high school, college, uh, trained, was a basketball coach after college, all that good stuff. But and so seventh grade, middle school, um, I try out for the team and I'm super pumped. I'm like, man, like this is going to be awesome. I'm so excited. And, um, and then we like, we go away to this, to this camp for a couple days for tryouts and everything. We come back. And then on that Monday or Tuesday, they post, you know, who had made the team. And so all of my friends, we all run over there and we're looking at it and I'm like, 
I'm reading it over and I'm reading it over and I'm like, um, like, where's, where's my name? Like, why is my name not on here? And so I checked it over a couple more times and I was like, I didn't, I didn't make the team. I got cut. Um, and so then we go back to class and I'm like, wow, like this sucks. Like this one, this is kind of embarrassing. All, like all my friends made it. I didn't make it. This is embarrassing. So I, I go home and I remember sitting around the dinner table and man, I, I was in tears. I was in tears. I'm like dad, I didn't make the team. Like, man, like this sucks. I worked so hard. And I remember my dad looked at me. He said, he said, John, you've got, you've got two options. He said, one, you can either just, you know, sit and, you know, fuss about it and cry. And, and not that that's a bad thing, but like, that's one option or two, you can work your butt off this next year and come eighth grade for the tryouts. You can make, you can make sure that coach remembers and is like, Oh shoot, that's John Egan. That's the guy we cut from last year. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to take that second option. I'm going to work my butt off and I'm going to prove to him that he should not have cut me that previous year. And I worked my butt off and I'm making the team started a couple games that year. And it was awesome. Um, so that's, that's the first one that comes to mind. Um, and I think that actually kind of helped kind of set my, my mindset for growing up, going through high school, going through college, and then in the um, adult life, because man, it's ever since adult life, it's been, it's been a tough four or five years since we've, since my wife and I've gotten married of, you know, one, I was coaching at a college down in, down in Georgia and the athletic director, um, he randomly just pulled me into his office and was like, Hey, I'm going to be taking over as coach next year. And I was like, well, what did I do wrong? He's like, it's just, I just think it's better. And I was like, what? Like what, why? And he just, he, he just didn't give me a, a, a straight answer. And so that was one when adult life, when I was like, okay, I can either, again, I can either kind of sulk in this, right. And be like, man, this sucks. Like I've been wanting to coach my whole life. This is my one shot. And then it gets ripped away from me. Life isn't fair, blah, blah, blah. But instead I decided to, that was when I, when I started to get into listening to podcasts and personal development and reading. And I remember Googling like, top personal development podcasts out there. And I found, um, school greatness by Lewis Howes started listening to that. Then I found Ed Milet's podcast and then I started reading more. And so thanks to that, that led me down the personal development path. And I would not be where I am right now. I would not be the man would not be the husband would not be the dad that I am right now. If I would not have gone through, you know, the discouragement, the hurt from that coaching, you know, that, uh, that athletic director let me go, uh, uh, you know, a couple of years ago. I appreciate you touching on that. And I did not know the, the full story. We obviously spoke quite a bit prior to this call, but I think it's during those times and, and so many people that I know and I look up to that are successful in all walks of life, it's something typically where they have a, a quote-unquote failure or they have a misstep or something doesn't go their way. And they almost in some ways fall into personal development and self-improvement. And yeah. I think it's really important. And, and I'm, I'm glad that you touched on that. You discussed a couple of, of podcasts that you listened to. question we ask each guest is, I'm curious if you've read anything recently or perhaps you'd like to, or perhaps you've read. Uh, sorry about that. Hold on. No, you're good. Um, sorry, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to that. Wes, yeah. edit that out. <laughs> 
So I wanted to ask perhaps if you've read anything recently or if you're currently reading something that you'd like to recommend to our listeners. Oh man, I'm a I'm a big book junkie. Like I love like I'm either I either always have a book in my hands um or um Audible has been a huge Audible has been like a game changer for me this year. It's just been like I always no matter if it's just a quick 10 minute trip to the store, like my headphones are in and I'm listening to a book. Um and so man, there's so many the most recent one though that I'm um that comes to mind is uh Unbroken uh no Unbreakable by David Goggins. Um man, that book just like that has just lit a fire in me, Chris, of like dude, like I'm only at 40%. Like here's David Goggins. He he freaking ran like a full-length marathon or ultra marathon on like broken feet. And he's just had this crazy life, but he's like, man, like, forget that, dude. Like, I'm like, I'm on my journey to be a better human being. And like, what's next for me? What's next for me? What's next for me? How can I get to the next level? And so for me, he he said in the in the book at one point, he said he's like, I'm only at forty percent. I like me as a person at whatever I'm doing, I'm only at forty percent. So for me, I've I've taken that into my own life. And I'm like, man, like, so I had a baby, you know, my wife and I, we had our, we had our son three weeks ago and, you know, nights are long and tiring and everything, but I'm like, dude, I'm only at 40%. Like I'm only at 40%. I've got another 60% to go. No matter if I'm running, no matter if I'm working out, no matter if I'm, you know, editing podcasts or having podcasts or, you know, doing sales, whatever it is, I'm only at 40%. I still got 60% more to go, man. Like, so for me, that just lights a fire inside of inside of me. So definitely, David Goggins' book. That book is just lit a fire in my soul. Yeah, David Goggins is one of those people that I, whether you are a big fan of him or not, or whether whatever your belief is with military things like that, it's it's impossible to to look at him or read something or see a video or post and and not at least keep going a little bit more and give a little yeah. bit more effort. Because the thing I love about Goggins is he's very transparent with the fact that he has nothing physically that other people don't. And for those that have or have not read the story, it doesn't ruin anything, but you know, he was almost 300 pounds before yeah. he decided to join the military. And basically a recruiter said to him, okay, you got to lose over a hundred pounds in three months. And he was just like, okay. And obviously he went ahead and he did it. So think about that from a perspective of just that mindset of somebody who can say, okay, I need to lose over 100 pounds just to be eligible to go into the military and he became a navy seal so obviously there's the training and things like that are is intense yeah. after that but just to be able to qualify to be entered into that process he lost over 100 pounds in three months and i think it speaks just a lot about into and, and to your point before you know the whole idea and concept of you know we're only at 40 percent, or we can always give a little bit more and it goes back to something that i say often is one percent more you know it's not about doing something else for 10 hours more but it's it's the bite-sized pieces of you know what i can go just a little bit more i can run a little bit farther well i think that that comes to mind is you know james clear's book atomic habits um or even jeff olson's book slight edge you know just talking about like you know just doing if you just do one percent just a little bit more every single day like by the end of the year holy smokes like you're going to you're not even going to be able to recognize yourself because of the improvement that you're making. But if you start, if you, you know, at the very beginning, you're like, man, 
I'm going to, you know, I'm going to read 50 books this year. You're like, oh my, there's no way I can read 50 books. That's all. That's a lot of books. But then you break it down. You're like, well, that's how many books, you know, a month, how many, how many books a week, how many pages a day you break it down that way. And you're like, oh shoot, that's maybe only 30 minutes a day. That's an hour a day. Like, yeah, I can do that. And then by the end of the year, you, you've hit your goal of 50 books and you're like, wow, I, I can't believe that I'm here. Yeah, no. And I think it's, something that we touch on quite often is small wins lead to huge victories. And when you take something and you break it down, or what we talk about is reverse engineer something into bite-sized pieces, that 50 books, you're obviously not going to read 50 books in one day. But if you break it down into a month, into a week, into a day, into hours or pages, then all of a sudden you say, okay, to get this goal or to accomplish this, I have to read for a minimum of 15 to 20 minutes every day. So I'm glad you touched you touch on that. A question we ask everybody is if you had to define yourself, but you could only use one word, what word did you pick? Only one word. Golly, Chris, making it tough, man. Um, one word. I'd say, I'd say gritty. I'd say gritty. Like I, so, <laughs> um, maybe a little crazy too. So, the the job down in Georgia, the coaching job down there, um, it was at a small little Christian college. And but my goal was to be, you know, ever since in high school, I was like, man, I want to coach. Like that's what I want to do. That's what I'm going to be. And so, um, <laughs> so four years ago, this this job came available. Um, and so I moved myself, my wife, and my three month old daughter down to Georgia um, and took a head coaching position at a college down there with, and it was just a stipend position there. It wasn't a full, it wasn't a full-time position. So I, I had to find a full-time job down there, um, which ended up taking longer than expected. Um, and so finally found one, but you know, so I had to go down there. I didn't know anybody. I was only um, 24 and so I actually, or 23 or 24, I actually had a two players on my team that were older than I was. Um, and so, and so, you know, obviously again, a year into that athletic director and saying, Hey, this is, you know, it's better if I take over. So then we moved back to Greenville, South Carolina, and I took a job as a personal trainer where I only get paid when I'm training people. And so I would literally go into grocery stores and just start conversations with people, get them in the door um, as a, just like a trial session. And then they would sign up for X amount of sessions. They would end up then referring a friend and so on and so forth. And so, yeah, I'd, I'd say gritty, man. Like I, I I'm, I'm just going to go, dude. I'm just going to, I'm just going to figure it out. Like throw, throw me in the deep end um, trial by fire. And like I said, I'm just, I'm just going to figure it out. I love it. I think it's it's all about what you do during those challenging times, and obviously, it's it's not easy, it's not simple. But at the end of the day, it's it's doable. The question is just, can you do it? Can you make it happen? And can you make it can you make it possible? So I'm glad you you shared that little bit of backstory. Something we've dissected over the last probably 200 plus episodes now is is the importance of a morning routine. Mm-hmm. And I know it might be different now just because of having a newborn. But I'm curious if you have a morning routine that you swear by. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, you just said it, 
I mean, having a three-week-old newborn makes it a little tough for a morning routine. Um, but for me, when I'm at my highest, when I'm at my best, I was, um, you know, I'm getting up at 5, 5.30, going to work out, coming back home, having breakfast, making breakfast for my wife and my daughter, um, having a cup of coffee, and then I would take my daughter to school, um, and then I would get into work, and I would, I would read for... Yeah, I, I would literally take my phone into a room, set a timer for 15 minutes, put my phone upside down so I don't even have a chance to look at it, and I just read until that until that timer goes off. Um, and so, and then once that 15 minutes is done, I'm like, all right, cool, I got my reading in today. Um, my mindset is at a good place. I'm like, shoot, I've already gotten more done, you know, in three or four hours, and most people get done all day, and it's only nine o'clock all right, let's go. Like it's, it's going to be a good day. And so that's, that's when I would say like, I'm at, I'm at my peak is when I'm able to get up, get the body rocking and rolling, get my mind rocking and rolling, spend time with my family. And, uh, and then we're after that, it's just, it's to the races, man. You touched on something that I, I wanted to just mention quickly is putting a timer on the phone, which is what we call what we keep teaching coaches time blocking, but then more importantly, taking your phone and putting it face down. And John Lee Dumas, who has the, the unbelievably successful podcast, EO Fire, Entrepreneur on Fire, mm-hmm. he talks about that shiny object syndrome. And I think it's the same thing with, with technology, whether it's a vibration, a beep, a noise, a text message, an email coming through. We have that, that almost desire and need to respond immediately. So I'm glad that you said that. But what you said is, an, is very interesting because – you broke it down into 15 minutes. You said, okay, for 15 minutes, I'm setting my timer. I'm putting my phone face down and I'm going to go ahead and do that. And what I, what I often have a hard time with people is, is what I call excuse-itis. People say, oh, I don't have time to do this. I don't have time to do that. And the reality is we all make time for those things that are important in our life. And now in yeah. no way am I saying that we all have the exact same time based upon jobs or kids or to and from traveling work. But mm-hmm. the reality is we can all almost, I believe we can all set up little victories. Maybe it's 10 minutes here, 15 minutes there. And what you didn't say is, you know, I get to work at X amount and then I read for four hours and everybody should do this and everybody has a time, but it's that 15 minutes. And 15 minutes may not seem like a lot right now, but when you compound that over one week, two yeah. weeks, three weeks, it leads to significant growth, not only from the perspective of what you're doing, your schedule, your morning routine, but the information you're taking in. So I'm really glad you touched on that. Absolutely, man. And and I think it also helps to build that identity of like, you know, I am a reader, right? Like I am a reader. I am growing personally. I am developing myself. And so, like you said it, I mean, by doing that 15 minutes a day, shoot, dude, let's break it down. Like we spend 15, we could easily spend 15 minutes on our phone, just scrolling Twitter and Instagram. I know I do. I do that all the time. But if I can just like for 15 minutes and I'm like, okay, if someone emails me, they can wait 15 minutes. If someone texts me, they can wait 15 minutes. Now, if it's my wife and I see that she's called me like three times, I'm going to call her back because there's, there's something going on, but shoot, man, like we, we can give someone, we can give that 10 or 15 minutes, whether that's in the morning, whether it's right before you go to bed, whether it's during lunchtime, whatever it is, like find that 10 or 15 minutes and force yourself to do it at first. Cause it's, you know, it's going to be a little uncomfortable, 
heck, start with five minutes even. Start with 10 minutes, whatever it is, but at least start. Like that's the important thing is just starting. I used to hate reading. I had a horrible lisp growing up. Like it was awful. And, but I'm like, okay, I want to be a better dad. I want to be a better husband. So what do I have to do? I have to grow. I have to develop. How do I grow and develop? I watch YouTube. I read. Okay, what book should I read? And then I broke it down like that. And it's like, okay, now I enjoy it. At first I hated it, but now I enjoy it. And it's something that I love. And it's, it frustrates my wife because she's like, just get a Kindle. And I'm like, I, ah, I love having hard, like the hard covers. But yeah, I, I mean, find, find those 5, 10, 15 minutes. No, I, and I think what you said is, is spot on, is, is force yourself to do it at first. It's, it's with anything, giving something up, going back to the gym, whatever it is. is, is yeah. It's not going to be easy at first because if it was easy, then everybody else would do it. Right. So the word we love is accountability. And I wanted to ask you, what does accountability mean to you? Or how do you personally define accountability? Define, uh, defining accountability. Um, I, think, I think accountability is gauging what you're doing to your why like for me for me my why is and i know this might sound cliche might say you know everybody might say it but honestly for me it's it's my wife and my daughter and my son like that's my why and so what i mean by gauging my why you know gauging accountability with my why is okay find my why what's my why and that's going to pull me forward and that my why is then going to help me stay accountable okay like i said before i want to be a better husband i want to be a better dad what do i need to do how do i keep myself accountable by doing that well it's it's running at 9 30 10 o'clock at night after getting three hours of sleep the night before you know because my son isn't sleeping and then spending all day you know um podcast and work and spending time with my daughter putting her to bed spending time with my wife and then going out for a four mile run and then coming back at 10 30 11 o'clock and then doing it all again because that's helping me be a better husband that's helping me be a better dad um and so yeah and so having that why and then gauge you know keeping that you know having that why keep you accountable i think I think that's that's what it means to me. So we're going to change lanes into what we call our hot seat questions. And the only request we have of you is that you spit out the first thing that comes to mind. Oh, all right. <laughs> Last meal. You can pick absolutely anything. What do you pick? Oh, dude, give me give me a good burger, man. Like the best burger and some sweet potato fries. Favorite oh. smell? Favorite smell? Um, a uh, campfire. I know this question, but I have to I have to ask it. Favorite sport? Uh, basketball 100 percent. all-time favorite team uh duke blue devils Boo. favorite <laughs> favorite movie uh i'm gonna say it's a tie between gladiator and remember the titans Ooh, two great flicks very different but two great flicks yeah man what is your favorite app that you have and use on your phone favorite app uh do 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 like I should look. Um, what's the name of it? Oh, uh, well, right now uh, it's my ESPN, my fantasy football app. You know, I, I I love fantasy football. Haven't missed a year ever since I was in seventh grade. I'm gonna throw that out there. I'm a nerd when it comes to fantasy football, but I'll say fantasy football football right now. I'm not I'm I'm not gonna say what I want to say right now. We're gonna switch to the next one. <laughs> what is your background picture on your phone? 
Um, it is on the homepage. Um, it's my wife and my daughter. And then on the lock screen, it's a picture of Mamba mentality and the Kobe Bryant uh, logo. Do you have an all-time favorite book? All-time favorite book? I'd say there's a couple of them, but first one, uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. That's an awesome book. And do you have an all-time favorite quote? All-time favorite quote. Um, uh, do something today that your future self uh, will be thankful for. That's it. That is one of the one of the best ones out there. So, for our listeners who want to connect with you or follow you, also for listeners who'd like to find out more about your podcast, what's the best way they can do that? Yeah, uh, there's a number of different ways. Um, I'm uh, studying failure podcast on all major platforms. Um, also studying failure on Instagram, on Facebook, or you can also follow my personal page, John Egan on Instagram, um, Facebook, and, and Twitter as well, or studyingfailure.com. Find all articles and podcasts and everything there. Appreciate that. And wanted to ask you, during these challenging times, are there one or two people that you follow on social media that has a really positive message and puts out uplifting stuff that you might want to recommend to our listeners today? Uh, there's this guy, Christopher J. Worth. Um, I, I, I know him. <laughs> I, I like him. No, um, you know, obviously, obviously, you've got good stuff, but um, yeah, John Gordon. I mean, you guys are so aligned. I mean, I know he was on your episode lately, uh, on your show lately. John Gordon's a great one. I mean, there's there's so many. Um, Ed Milet, he puts out fantastic information. Lewis Howe's good stuff. I mean. I mean, any of those guys, uh, Brendan Bouchard, he's also been a huge impact on me over the past few years, you know, just reading and following and listening to his stuff has just been incredible. So, um, yeah, any of those guys have been, have been huge, huge in my life. And then the last question we have for you is the same one we ask everybody is if you have some parting words you'd like to leave with our listeners today. Yeah, I'd say, I mean, just like, hard stuff is going to come it's going to be there it's inevitable failure is going to be there difficult times is going to be there it's inevitable but it's what you do it's what you do when those times come and it's something that i've even been talking you know talking with my daughter about um for a while she's she's four years old and um so again maybe a little nerd alert so i'm a big like uh i love like batman uh superheroes uh, Spider-Man's my favorite, but in Batman Begins, um, in the beginning of the movie, he falls down in the well, and the uh, bats fly over him, right? And then and his dad is his dad picks him up and carries him inside, and he says, um, he says, you know, why why do we fall, and so that we can pick ourselves back up, and that that blew my mind, and so that was like, man, I want I want to bring that into my daughter's life, right? And so. A, a while probably about a year ago i started asking her that question like hey why do we fall so like if she falls down while running or riding her bike or if she just drops something on the ground i'm like hey why do we do that and and so in her mind it's starting to ingrain of like you know those things are going to happen when those things happen the important things that we just get right back up and so i'd say for your listeners when those failures come when those difficult times come just man just keep going because there there is light at the at the end of it and there there are better times at the end of it so just just keep going i love it i i can say 300 plus episodes recorded we have never heard a batman reference intertwined with that last part of words so i love it i absolutely love it 
I truly appreciate you spending some time with us today. I definitely recommend our listeners to check out your podcast. I think the value of studying failure and learning and growing from it is is super important. So thank you. And I know that we'll connect again soon. Absolutely. Chris, thank you so much, man. This was a lot of fun. Guys, if you loved this week's episode of Thriving Thursday and learned something from it, be sure to take a screenshot of the episode and tag Studying Failure on Instagram, letting us know what you did take away from the episode, and then head over and subscribe to Studying Failure Podcast as each week we have some incredible guests that share their insight on how they turn their failures into success. So guys, until next time, remember... Crisis is inevitable. It's going to happen. The question is, are you going to let it hold you back or are you going to let it catapult your growth?